Hey, listener, this is Josh Elledge, CEO of UpMyInfluence.com. We are actively seeking guests for our daily commercial-free entrepreneurial inspiration podcast. If you know someone who is doing six to eight figures in business, send them our way. Just go to UpMyInfluence.com slash guest. Let's get on with the show. All right. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I am your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me founder of MB Capital Ventures, as well as a president and general manager of New Horizons Learning, Ryan Landry. You can learn more about him and his company and the other company uh, that he has here at either mbcapitalventures.com or NH as in New Horizons Learning Group.com. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Jen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's a new year. So I thought I'd ask, has the year been treating you well so far? So far, so good. It's been busy and uh, it's much better than the alternative. So I'm grateful for that. And I also have my health and my sanity. So I feel like I'm winning. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, health and sanity above all else is uh, the winning prize uh, since 2020, in my opinion. If you can have a good mindset and and you could be in good health and have a roof over your head, um, yeah, I mean, you, it's, it's really important to count your blessings, especially, Indeed. especially since 2020. Um, and yeah, uh, as I mentioned in your intro, you are quite busy. So let's go ahead and uh, unpack that here for a little bit here for people that are learning about MB capital ventures. Uh, let us know what is your company about? What we are about is helping that scrappy entrepreneur. Um, I've been on a quest for several years to find, uh, a deeper meaning in my daily life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been running and operating New Horizons Learning Group for nearly 15 years. Mm. Um, we are a, a tech training company, a leadership training company, and we also have a trade school to serve the unemployed, but it still wasn't enough. And uh, I, I try to hang out in uh, as many entrepreneurial type of circles as possible. And what I came to realize is so many entrepreneurs are underserved. Mm. Uh, you know, underserved on the financial aspect of, of their businesses. And I just saw a huge gap uh, in that. And I firmly believe that entrepreneurs are the fabric of America. And if they're responsible for providing all these jobs, why do they not get all the love and attention from a financial aspect? So that is why MB Capital Ventures exists. Oh, I love that. And, you know, considering how, um, what has been maybe your perspective on 2020, considering that, you know, a lot of small businesses, unfortunately, uh, experienced a lot of devastation and having to shut down? It's tragic. It, it, there, there, I think there's nothing else to say about that. You know, I, I don't want to get political here, but what has happened both nationally and globally, it, it is tragic. Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, certain things are out of our control, unfortunately. And that, that's what's a bummer. You know, I, every one of us wants to be able to control our own destiny. And sometimes we just weren't, we are, aren't or weren't able to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, everybody's had to make sacrifices, you know, people walking down the street or people that, you know, you, you see on you know Facebook or Instagram that have smiles on their faces all the time. You know, I think there's something besi- uh, behind that, that you don't see. Every one of us is making a sacrifice some way or another, whether it be financially uh, in relationships with businesses, decisions um, with our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, there's a, there's a dramatic cascading effect of the, the, the consequences of 2020. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it is very, very tragic. And even from, you know, as luckily for my husband and I, we haven't been too impacted by it. And, uh, I think I actually like developed some guilt from that. So 2020 made me like be extra workaholic, like, um, but I think in 2021, I've learned to like finally pace myself and be like, I have to take care of myself too, so I can take care of the business and take care of our clients. Um, but you know, it is, it is, uh, rare, I think to, uh, be in, still be in business and, um, you know, and, and being reminded of that kind of being reminded of your blessings. Absolutely. The roof over the head is, is a very good uh, belief to have. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned, which I actually found very intriguing. You said you like to help scrappy entrepreneurs. Can you explain what you mean by scrappy entrepreneurs? Yes, I've I've got many many incredibly successful friends uh, that walk across all different uh, lanes of of the business enterprise and, and the world, mm -hmm. and most of them, their story isn't always up and to the right, or mm. you know up and to the right this way for for viewers here. You know, there's bumps and bruises along the way as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. There are difficulties. There are critical decisions that they have to make to, you know, leverage their business to to. Um, you know, risk their family's quality of life. Mm -hmm. It is for me, in my experience, I know less entrepreneurs that have played it safe and steady and slow. I, I know far less of that population and much more of the population that has had to leverage assets, you know, and, and change their quality of life. And, you know, it's, it's not always pretty. It's not always sexy being an entrepreneur. And yeah. I think one of the things that people don't talk about is the, the mental, um, the mental blocks that entrepreneurs have to have to deal with. It is tough being alone. Yeah. It is tough leveraging yourself and, right. and extending yourself the way most entrepreneurs do. And, you know, unfortunately there, there's consequences, there's health consequences to that. There's mental consequences, obviously, and financial. And, um, you know, that's, uh, I, I think people that are willing to put the risk out there also deserve the reward. And mm -hmm. that is where I think entrepreneurs are underserved. Yeah. So let's talk about uh, how do you how do you and your company at uh, MB Capital Ventures reward uh, these scrappy entrepreneurs? Yeah, we we've teamed up with a, a bunch of lending instruments and agents, uh, whether it be on the equity side or the debt side. Um, mm -hmm. You know, we're we're not a bank. Um, you know, we don't have the regulations that that banks do. Um, you know, we have access to a lot of money and, and we've got a portfolio of about 60 to 75 lenders that we work with and everybody has wow. their own niche. Mm -hmm. um, so depending on if you're going for X or Y or Z, or you guys are this size or that size, there, there's people out there and investors fortunate, fortunate enough to have them investors that want to deploy capital mm -hmm. and they have the same belief that, that we do and our firm does so that they want to exercise that. And, you know, where they don't have the regulations of government or, or banks, you know, the traditional banks, it allows, it, let's call it the alternative market. That alternative market allows other individuals access to capital that traditionally you know, would, not, would not get that capital. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about investors for a little bit, because when you think when I think of um, startups, uh, maybe sometimes they feel like they have to go to uh, like friends and family to um, get that initial capital. Uh, but what do you think is maybe the misconception of investors? Um, and I'm asking this in a way to reassure you know these startups that yeah, you should go to these investors. You should go to MB Capital Ventures and see if, even if you qualify for a loan. Um. I think the biggest, and I, and I hope I'm answering your question here. I, I might be, I'm not dodging it, but I might be answering something a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. 
I think the the biggest misconception that I'm seeing out there is people trying to get money when they need it. And mm-hmm. that is the biggest problem that, wow. that I see. Mm-hmm. It is so when you need money, it is not fun to go get it. Yeah. And so my advice to everybody is when things are great, when you are going up and to the right and life is good, get your money then. All right. Yeah. Get your money when you do not need it. It is no fun. It's painful. And when you think you don't need it, you'll be able to get a lot of it. Mm. And that way, when you do need it, you are not fighting that fight that nobody wants to fight. Yeah. No, I think that's a great answer. Uh, just knowing for some reason, like I didn't even think of that myself, you know, cause when I think about the business that my husband and I do, like we already had initial capital ourselves to, you know, start our business, but you know, since we're steady, it's more, it's more like, Oh, okay. Like it's good to ask for money or to, you know, consider applying for these loans um, while we don't need it. Uh, and so I really like your uh, take on that and your recommendation to our listeners. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about these loans. Um, um, what is the process for, uh, you know, startups to apply for these and, um, you know, how do they, what, what do they typically need to qualify? Yeah. Um, in the lending world, they're going to look at a few things. They're going to look at the, the borrower's profile. And so what, what does that profile look like? They're going to look at their credit, you know, mm-hmm. their, their credit score, their FICO score, mm-hmm. uh, both personal as well as business, if they've been in business already. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're also going to look at what type of assets they have. You know, this, these could be financial assets, uh, retirement, it could be um, property, mm-hmm. um, uh, or even equipment for some businesses. You know, maybe an entrepreneur has a couple of businesses and one, one, one of their companies has a lot of any, any asset that could be leveraged or collateralized, people look at, mm-hmm. uh, as well as stated income. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people may have great credit but not be making that much money. And at the end of the day, a lender always wants to know that they can be paid back. Yeah. So when they, they look at a, a lot of things, but primarily credits, uh, stated income, as well as assets that a borrower has. Those are, to me, the, the three big things uh, that go into what a lender will or will not fund, uh, as well as how much. And we got to make sure that we're not going to be over leveraged as well as borrowers seeking capital. Yeah, because it's a risk from both parties, really, to um, to succeed is what it sounds like. Tell me a little bit about the um, maybe some success stories. You know, some clients or businesses that have come your way and qualified for these loans. Um, think about like maybe your favorite client where you've seen them. Um, if it wasn't for that loan, you know, they wouldn't be uh, successful or where they are at today. Yeah, I've got a, a, a dear friend uh, who's a government contractor. They're probably doing about $50 million a year annually, wow. and they've got a great banking relationship. Uh, they, they do um, some very cool work uh, as an entity, mm-hmm. but their bank does not specialize in what they need. What, what they do is they acquire equipment and then go ahead and deploy that. Uh, for the federal government on, on military bases. Mm-hmm. And when their bank is, you know, this isn't a knock on banks here. Banks have a very critical role in our economy and in our industry, mm-hmm. but they, they play in a lane and they have a specialty that they do. And if you go beyond that, that that's not their wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this individual's bank was not able to finance you know, their, their equipment purchases. We have lenders that do nothing but finance equipment purchases. We have some that specialize in federal government space, some that specialize in the commercial space. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were very easily uh, able to to wrap that deal up uh, for that customer. And you know, I think that's the beauty about working with somebody 
like our firm, and there, there's many other firms out there like us. We're not the only ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and many people have been doing this for decades before us, but that's the beauty about working with somebody like us because they have us and we, we have access to other types of capital sources out there. Mm-hmm. We aren't siloed into the, this one box, this one sandbox to play in. You know, there, there's a large ocean uh, that we get to play in. Mm, I love that. And also about your firm, one thing I find interesting that sets you apart uh, is that you, um, all the partners that you work with are, have been, or is an entrepreneur. So tell me why is that so important and even a pride point for you? Yes. Um, you know, we, we're a bootstrap business. Um, you know, we, we did take out some debt uh, <laughs> to, to get this business going here. But when I look at building this business, uh, I, I firmly believe in performance partnerships mm-hmm. and everybody that we work with, whether they're uh, on our team directly or they're a partner of ours, everybody has skin in the game. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets monthly. And I'm going to, this isn't 100% exact here. I mean, I've got other utility bills and, and such, but aside from those types of day-to-day expenses, nobody in our business gets a monthly fee. You know, mm-hmm. everybody gets paid on performance and what they can deliver whether you're, you're, you're on the admin side of our team, whether you're on the, the business development side of, of our team, or whether you're on like the marketing side of our team as an outside partner and vendor, everything is a performance-based agreement. And I think um, you know, we, we might lose out on some talent and some capability by having that approach. I totally understand that. Mm-hmm. But I think when we have skin in the game and equity on both sides, that, that helps us. And, and we, we drive forward and we all have a, a, a common goal. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, that works. It, it doesn't work for everybody. I understand that. I understand what we may have missed out on, but I think it's been, um, it's a good strategy that I'm probably going to employ at every company I, I end up starting throughout the rest of my career. Yeah. I, I think about um, even our approach in, in our business where we, when we talk to people who are interested in working with us, we say, Hey, um, you eat what you kill. <laughs> like we're not here. We're not here to give you like an hourly. I love pay. that. I love whatever. That. Yeah. It's like, just know that, like, it, like you said, it's very performance based. And I think it's good to be surrounded with people who are in a way hungry, you know, hungry to make this uh, succeed. And like you said, have skin in the game, um, because I think it really um, pushes everyone to be collaborative, uh, to be collaborative, to be creative, uh, to think outside of the box or inside, depending on your mindset around that. I've had a conversation with someone that said, think inside the box. I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, but yeah, just kind of like, you know, wanting to, as a team, like work together and know that uh, there's some sacrifices and some chances uh, or risks that you have to take to make this succeed. Absolutely. Now, somebody trying to sell services to us in our situation, I, I, I can put myself in their shoes very easily. You know, they mm-hmm. may say, oh, they're cheap. You know, mm-hmm. they, they just don't want to pay for this. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. I, I understand that. But what I can say is I've got partners and I've got reps that have made far more money with us with this financial agreement than they would have been if it would have been a salary or a monthly fee. Yeah. So um, and, um, there's, there's risk and there's reward on both sides. Yeah. And uh, you know, not to sound political or anything either, cause we're kind of uh, dancing around that, I think in a, right here, but you know, I just find the sense of entitlement. I think when you're trying to look for employment, you're trying to expect uh, some kind of, you know, um, you know, monthly stipend or monthly salary of sorts, where if you are performance-based uh, and you eat what you kill, uh, like I was saying earlier, it's like, like it's, it's not an entitlement. It's a, it's a privilege. It's a privilege to be a part of this. And it, it makes you more motivated to succeed. And also um, I heard this from the 
uh, the famous Jim Rohn, who said, he said, uh, profits are better than wages. You know, people, you really could make more money um, if you kind of, if you were more performance-based, more so than just, you know, wanting that uh, salary or that paycheck. Yeah. Uh, agreed. I like to look at sports and, mm. and look at sports franchises, you know, especially in the United States. I mean, these are some of the most profitable and valued enterprises in this country. Mm-hmm. And what's unique about them is yes, in the game of sports, there's a finish line, there's a target, there's a goal that everybody is going towards. Mm-hmm. And if you don't perform, you don't have a job. Right. And I, I think there's a lot to be said about that, that the sports world that, yeah. that, you know, the small business community can learn from, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, we're, we're not a charitable organization. You know, we, we do charitable things, but we're, we're here to run a business and there, there's, it's, it's hard to execute. It, it really is. But I'd like to look at who are the ones that are doing it far better than, than most others. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. Plus who doesn't love sports? <laughs> yeah, I really like that point. It's a good example. If you don't perform, you don't have a job. Um, and I, uh, yeah, anyway, I'm just, I'll, I'll leave it there because it was, I was going to say something, but it probably would get political. Um, all right. So uh, I want to go ahead and move forward, Ryan, but before I do, I just want to make sure I have covered my basis here. Is there anything else you want people to know about MB Capital Ventures? Uh, I'm a business owner myself. Uh, a few times over, I've been in your shoes. If there is anything that I can do to help you, mm-hmm. uh, let me know. Um, you know, I people out there, people like me out there, exist for a reason. Um, you know, if you're not getting the love from your bank or banker, reach out to us. We can help. You know, I can't promise we can do everything that you're looking for, but we can definitely help. You know, then that, that's why we're here. And um, you know, head to head and nose to nose. Uh, sometimes we can beat traditional financing options as well. Yeah. And I am curious to know, do you feel like you um, have more sense of purpose or kind of excitement for life now that you are doing more than just the New Horizons Learning Group? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. I've I, When I look back on my career, I tend to have a new role uh, mm-hmm. and a new function every three years. I, I get bored after a while. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, I, I wish I had done this business 10 years ago. I, mm. I, I really do. I, I see the impact and I, I see it cascading to deeper levels than any of my other prior roles. Yeah. That's very much uh, fulfilling for me. Fantastic. I, I love hearing that. It's always great to hear uh, that people enjoy what they do or they uh, pivoted or added uh, more uh, to find that that is the one thing that, you know, they kind of wish they did sooner, but hey, better late than ever. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Ryan, before we go here, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the show is really uh, geared towards small business owners and entrepreneurs. And so do you have any uh, parting advice, any closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners today? I, <laughs> I, I really wish I did. Um, <laughs> I have a note funny. here for you if you want me to read what you wrote. <laughs> oh, no, no. I don't, I don't want to know what I was thinking about when, when you jotted that down. It's funny. Some I was uh, on a, a, I was doing a webinar yesterday mm-hmm. and I, I was sharing some of my best practices and somebody asked me a question. I was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a great leader. If you give me five to 10 years to figure it out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll answer this question differently. Um, years ago, I was at, uh, I was doing an entrepreneurial master's program and one of the, one of the professors uh, came in and, and told us about um, kind of a, a, an Asian philosophy out there. And it went something like this. The first 25 years of someone's life is meant to physically grow. 
That mm. is it. All they're supposed to do is grow as a human and, 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 and physically as, as an individual. The next 25 years are your learning years. You're supposed to learn as much as you possibly can in that second window of life. Your third window of 25 years, you know, 50 to 75, you're supposed to execute. You're supposed to execute every single thing that you've learned. Those are your wow. execution years. And then your last, you're supposed to give it all back. Um, I'm, I'm in my, my, my learning years and I got a lot more learning years ahead of me. So I'm trying to soak up as much as I possibly can and I think um, I've made a career out of finding a way to get into the room that I do not belong in. Mm. And I think we've all heard that cliche mm -hmm. of, you know, you want to be the, uh, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. You want to be the dumbest person in the room. Yeah. I, that happens to me all day long. Um, <laughs> and, and I found a way to weasel my way into areas and circles that have benefited me immensely. And I, I, I do the uncomfortable things mm -hmm. to help me. And I've got a lot of work to do and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way. So I guess my parting advice would be do what's uncomfortable. If it's uncomfortable, there's probably a good reason why and, and unpack that and, and find out the, the why behind that. Well, that was a completely different answer than what I have here. So Ryan, thank you for sharing that. I think that was a wonderful <laughs> Let's stick way to with wrap that one. up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to stick with that one. We don't even care about the other one anymore because that was a good one. Um, Ryan, it's been such a pleasure speaking with you here today on The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. Thanks again for joining us. Jen, I appreciate you. Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Ryan Landry. You can learn more about his companies, MB Capital Ventures at mbcapitalventures.com or also New Horizons Learning Group at nhlearninggroup.com. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next Cheers. time. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. Now, if you've got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. Now, if you do that, tag us with the hashtag upmyinfluence. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. We pick one winner from each platform and you get crowned king or queen of that social media. Now, what do you win? Well, we're going to promote you and your business to over 120,000 social media fans totally free. Now, can you also hook us up? Now, in your podcast player right now, please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. You know why? Tomorrow, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. 15 minutes a day. Now, my name's Josh Elledge. Let's connect on the socials. You'll find all the stuff we're doing at upmyinfluence.com. Now, thanks for listening, and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement.